Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Claudia Ibarra, and I'm the founder of International Angels Network, and thank you, everyone. I just had a little glitch there for just a minute, but we're here. So just want to welcome everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, you are now listening to International Angels Network. And for those, uh, the show today is pre-recorded, so this will be Sunday, September 30th. 2018, and I am your host and founder, Claudia Barra, coming to you live from New York City. And a little bit about me, I'm a certified flower therapy healer, and in the areas of healing, I provide attunements, which include blockage removal, working with 12-strand DNA activation, and also attuned to the Ascended Masters and the Archangels. And also, I'm also an Archangel Angelic Life Coach, Indigo Card Reader, Indigo Awakening, Crystal Child Certified, and much more. And you are listening to International Angels Network. And we are a show that explores spiritual entrepreneurs, fairies, the fairy realm, angels, spirituality, mysticism, and so much, much more. And our show is not a live show. It is a podcast. So... That's okay. And I uh, just want to let everyone know that this episode is sponsored by Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center, a charitable organization, a, 50, a 501c3. And for more information about the center, you can visit internationalangelsnetwork.com. That's internationalangelsnetwork.com. All right. So, we have a wonderful guest today, and uh, and uh, I can't wait to bring her on the show. But I did want to mention um, the last show I've had was a little over a month ago, and I want to apologize to everyone because um, probably everyone thinks I like fell off the face of the earth or something. <laughs> so I want to uh, let everyone know that I'm here, and for those you know, I do run the radio show um, with. You know, working the back, you know, so everyone says hello to me and everything. So I'm here. Um, and I want to thank everyone for listening and listening to the archives. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, this is a special episode, and I'm so excited. Um, so very excited. And we have Katie here, the social media angel. And I'm so excited to have her on today. Um, rather than me explaining who Katie is, I think she would like to say for herself who she is, and I'd like to bring her on the show. Hi, how you doing? Hi, good. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. Thank and you. I'd rather myself to introduce you to the show like I normally do, but I think you would like to tell a little bit of bio about yourself. Um, so everyone gets to know who you are. How about yeah, that? cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm Katie Brockhurst, the social media angel. And I've been working uh, in social media for over a decade now, if not longer. I got very involved. I was working in the music industry and got involved in social media very early on. But my own um, spiritual journey led me on a retreat in Italy about six or seven years ago with a Hay House author called John Parkin. And I um, loved what they were about and uh, asked him if I could work on their social media. And that got me um, in with Hay House. And I did a great job on his social media. And as my own interest in spirituality and my own relationship with angels and the fairy realm particularly um, developed, Hay House recommended me to author Diana Cooper, who some of you might know. And I started working with her and on some of her platforms. And then that just that that was very successful. And I got started getting recommended to lots more of the authors. And over the last six, seven years, I've very much specialized working with authors in the mind, body, spirit arena, and particularly with, with Hay House authors. And then um, last year, I decided to write a book to be able to help everybody 
with social media because it's not just the authors that I work with who want to build their platforms. You know, so many of us now want to build platforms to support our missions, support what it is we have to share with the world. And people can find social media quite tricky. So I wrote the book to help everybody um, with social media, just managing the relationship um, with social media, but also seeing it as a spiritual practice as well. That's a little bit about me. <laughs> That's awesome. Your story is amazing because I know a lot of people wonder, like, how do people get, get on Hay House? Because, you know, yeah. it's just mind boggling. But usually, you know, when you, did you actually like manifest it that you wanted to, you know, work for basically like with Hay House authors and that type of thing? Yes, I it was very much a dream come true. So I had been reading Hay House books for over a decade and, and had been on my, my spiritual journey probably for a good five or six years before, you know, I'd really started to discover my, my spiritual aspects and my connection with other realms. And when I went on the retreat with, with John and his wife, Gaia, I saw the opportunity to, you know, to be able to work with them. And I think this is the thing. It's about having, I guess, the, the guts, but also to go after. So it took me a year from when I first went on a retreat. It didn't just happen straight away. I went on a retreat. I then went on some of their weekend workshops and really got to understand and know their work and loved their work. And that's when I then approached them about working together. And I remember when I was um, sat in the Hay House UK office for my first ever meeting, it was, you know, it was like when I, when I used to work in the music industry, being in a major record label, that same feeling of excitement of being part of something special. So yeah, it did feel like I'd manifested it. That's amazing. Cause you know, I know there's a lot of people out there being like, how you know how do they get on there and you really yeah. just got to manifest things and yeah. people ask me like how do you get these hay house authors on on your show and and uh I you know and how do you do it because I try to get it on my show and I don't get them and I said I don't yeah. know maybe because I'm unforgettable or something <laughs> but it's also about it's about the relationships <laughs> that you build yeah and about how, yeah. how you chat to people online do you go to their workshops do you show up for their events do you then have a chat with them at the end it for yeah. me it was always it's always been about the relationship building yeah and and you, you just gotta build that relationship and you know and you kind of got to kind of got to work for it. I mean, just, it's like saying, yeah. it's yeah. like saying, okay, when you, when you're trying to manifest thing, you just let it happen, but not also not really worry about it, but you gotta, you gotta put action towards it as well. Yeah, um, definitely. But not worry about it. Don't, don't, cause you, they can, you can, they can feel the worry and you're putting the, in the universe, you're just slowing it down when you worry about it yeah. as well. Yeah. So. It's, it's that non-attachment, but still taking action. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my question to you is, um, now we, we are here to talk about your book, um, which is amazing book. Um, it's called, uh, social media for a new age, but, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that book, but my question to you is, do you work with angels or with the fairies and what are your experiences if you've worked with them? Hmm. I, I definitely would say I actually I work with the fairies and the unicorns more than the angels. Um, I've never had an experience where an angel has come to me and, and told me who they are, whereas I, I definitely feel like they do talk to me, but they talk to me through signs. So they'll send me messages through posters on the wall or posts I see in my Instagram feed you know they'll send me messages and guidance but in terms of a a very like what it feels like a very strong relationship yes I have a very strong relationship with the fairy realm and I actually just recently moved to Glastonbury in England and there are two fairy portals here there's one at the chalice well and then there's one halfway up the 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 tour and um, I've started to develop quite a beautiful relationship 
with them here. They're very cheeky and fun and they really love nature. So getting to spend more time in nature and I go and I leave them flowers and gifts. And um, yeah, I really feel like they're here and they're supporting me. That's, that's awesome. Cause I, I work with the fairies and that's yes. kind of my forte as well. And I do work with yeah. the angels. So I do, I work with both. Yeah. Um, but my first time experience working with, was the fairies and then the angels came in later in yeah. my life. Even yeah. though I always had a connection somewhat with angels when I was younger. Um, but I kind of like, I, I guess when I was a kid, I was more drawn to the fairies. And so I kind of stuck kind of with that. Yeah. But so you kind of grow up. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say when I was a kid, I used to um, think that they, they had their little dancing shoes and they would hide them inside certain flowers. And I would go and I would go and check on them and check that like the pixies hadn't been and stolen them. And I had a real relationship, like uh, uh, very creative. And I obviously young just told, but as I've got older, I realized that I was actually had a real relationship with the fairies as a child as well. Yeah, that's amazing. That that's amazing because you know everyone's relationship with the fairies is a little bit different. Is not always yeah. the same. Same thing with the angels. It's not always the same. Even though um, people will tell you these are the signs. But I um, I bet you know who Karen Kay is, right? The fairy I do, lady. indeed. I'm friends with Karen, yes. Awesome. Yes. She was on, on my yes. show the last time that I had a show. She was on my show about Bless a month ago. She. Lovely. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah. Karen's awesome. <laughs> She is awesome, and I can't wait to have her back because she said that she was going to have an Oracle deck coming out, which I can't wait for that. Yeah. yeah. And and then she said she has a book going to be coming out, so I told her, you know, I'd love to schedule a date and time to have her back on the show again, and we talk about yeah. that. So yeah. that's awesome. Do you work with Do you work with Karen Kay as well? Um, well, I've 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 helped her out on a. I don't like officially work with her, but we do talk mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. yes, kind of give her some advice as and when she needs it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's such a she has a she's a bubbly personality. I, just, I simply <laughs> love her yeah. and her energy. She's awesome. Me um, too. So, talking about children being a child and stuff. So, what did you want to be? As, when you grew up as a child, did, this is like a question I love asking people because sometimes that, even though that I believe that as a child, you already know your life purpose in life or what you're going to be, but yeah. not exactly what it's going to be. Do you remember as a child what you wanted to be when you wanted to grow up? I think I wanted, funnily enough, I think I wanted to be like a TV presenter with my original. I remember reading this book when I was about 12 called I'd Rather Be Famous. And I loved it so much. I wrote to the author that read, that wrote the book. And it was actually quite a funny serendipity. So I wrote him this letter. And I think, yeah, I was like 12. And I was like, if you're ever in near where I live, like you would be, um, I'd love to meet you and have a cup of tea. And literally a year later, my school library had him come do a talk. So I actually got to meet him. So that's kind of oh, what wow. I remember from being younger, that there was this this want to be famous. But it was really interesting that then actually how my career then took me to working for people that, that are famous. So my first proper job after I left university, I was working and I ended up being a PA to a guy called Dave Pierce who had the Drive Time show on the big on Radio One, which is the biggest radio station in England. And so I was from that, from, from being straight into my career, I was suddenly like working and around famous people. And it's been very interesting that as a progression, my work with authors, I've tended to work with more famous authors. And yes, yeah, so it's been quite interesting that even though I'm not famous and I actually don't have a desire to be famous at this point in my life, I have been around that as, as an adult without trying very hard it's just kind of happened very naturally it really has I mean you 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 have this charisma I see you on Instagram that's how I actually like found you was Instagram 
Cool. Yeah, and then um, and then from that, I I I saw Tara Ledoux on there on a video you both did, and that's how I wanted yes, Tara to right. be on our show to teach. You know, because I was you know starting out. You know, actually, she I think she was like my one of my first guests on my radio show, as if I remember. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I was just starting out, and I wanted to you know help spiritual entrepreneurs out there to how to start their business and how she started because she hit she has a huge following on instagram yeah that's right yeah, she's uh, got the 10,000 followers that's when i interviewed her yeah 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 and so you know that's another reason why i want i actually have this new um archangel metatron has asked me to help spiritual entrepreneurs he's been pushing me so now um, as of um, in November, I'm going to be starting a, um, uh, excuse me, in actually in October, I'm sorry, starting in October, yeah. I'm going to um, open a membership for spiritual entrepreneurs that uh, want to start a business. And so I'm going to be doing, um, opening a web page if they don't have a website and uh, put their services on there for them. And then they just pay a monthly fee. Um, cool. to do that and um, get, you know, have them to be on the show, you know, and how to start social media. So that's why everything happens divine timing. Like I was speaking to you in the green room that, yeah. um, and, and talking about your book, because this is a great book to start out with. Um, how do, how you basically you're saying here that the social media for new age label success as creating a platform you can enjoy in a community that's cultivated through a strategy of love and having a creative outlook and social media practice that supports and rewards you in many different multidimensional ways. How cool yeah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How cool is that? That's super cool. And, um, and uh, so my question to you a little bit about your book is, Okay, so we know a little bit about what your book is about. Um, how did your new book came about, and how will this book help help people? So the the book came around originally, actually, I'll share this story, um, was I was asked to write a proposal for a book. But the proposal that I wrote didn't get the publishing deal. And I sat with that, and I was like, okay. Um, you know, do I still do this? Do I not do this? And I decided that I really actually really wanted to write down my ideas and, and, and do it. And so I, I've done it independently through a hybrid publisher called That Guy's House, which have just been running for a year. But I know Sean, who set the company up, and he was just like, you know, if you write this, I can get this out from the time you finish it to publishing within like six weeks. And for me, that was really important because social media, I mean, it not only has it grown and changed in the way that it has, but what was happening was I was writing the book and then things were coming out in the, in the press. So I was writing about our relationship with social media and then there was a lot coming up about how we're addicted to social media. Then I was writing about, you know, our relationship with the platforms and, and a bit about the history and about, you know, what they're doing with our data. And then all of a sudden, the whole data um, thing came out with Facebook and the data being harvested. So there was this real, almost like a momentum is when I was writing it, stuff was coming out. So it was just like, okay, I want to get this out, like quickly. But I also wanted it to be different and it not just be your normal um, this is how this is the five point plan on how you do social media. I wanted it to be really infused with my beliefs around the law of attraction, around the, our relationship with spirit and our relationship with energy, because some of I've been so blessed to work with some incredible, incredible authors over the last six or seven years from Sergio Manjana, who's a, a Mexican Toltec shaman through to Diana Cooper and working with the angels and the unicorns and, and then John and Gaia parking and, and understanding energy and how energy works in the body. So I, I've just had, I've been like schooled in so many different 
uh, aspects of mind, body, spirit during my time of the last six or seven years that really I wanted to, to bring that to the book as well, because I don't believe that social media is just linear. Like you said in the description, I really believe it's multidimensional and, and we are existing now in multiple dimensions. Not only are we on our ascension path, but we're also experiencing, like I think as we're existing digitally as well as physically. And, and that change in the last 10 years, like I said, I started in social media sort of in 2005. So I've been there right from the beginning and seen it change and seen it grow. So I wanted this book to really reflect all of those aspects and, and, and be a, a transmission in some ways that would help us heal some of the issues we have around social media. I talk in the book about visibility, vulnerability, and also about the social media vortex of doom. You know, when you don't want to go online, when you see posts and they just trigger you and you're upset and you're judging yourself based on how many likes and follows you've got and all of that stuff that we don't really talk about that comes with it when we're talking about actions and our ideas and our products through social media so it, yeah it's 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 a mixed bag but it's also I've been able to express my creativity through it as well so each chapter starts with a poem and ends with uh, inner unicorn question time so yeah I, I really enjoyed writing it um yeah very much so that's awesome because the review that Diane Cooper gave you um yeah she's the author of the Archangel Guide to Ascension and um, Archangel Guide to Enlightenment, she says, prepare for success as Katie, my social media angel, shares her wisdom. This book is a social spiritual movement as well as a practical guide for helping your business to fly online. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a nice review. Really, it is. that's very nice of her to say that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really funny. So Diana was one of the first people I sent the the final edit to. She was one of the first people to feedback. And she knew, like, I was in process writing it because it, I, I started writing last August and finished in April. It took me about eight, nine months um, to write mm-hmm. it. I had a little bit of writer's block in the middle. But, yeah, Diana, um, she, like, she called me, and she was just, like, I, I, I just thought it was going to be, like, a dry business book like this is how you do marketing and she didn't realize how spiritual it was and so she was just really blown away by that aspect of it and I you know I'm very proud for her to call it a a social spiritual movement because it is about how can we take what we're doing online and and have it as part of our spiritual practice how do we show up in kindness how do we show up in love? How do we have a strategy of love? Because so many of us get caught up or, you know, me included in this, where we, we get hooked on the likes and the follows aspect. And, and really we're going into ego when we're doing that. And I talk about the so, our social media ego versus our social media soul. And really the, the ego is, is the one that wants to appear like we've got it all together, like we're powerful, we know what we're doing, we're this, you know, this, this version of ourselves. But really the, the social media soul is, is the one that it doesn't matter if a post only gets three likes. If one of those per- people that liked it or read it that didn't even like it, it changed something for them or it meant something to them. That's what really matters, not how many likes it got. Exactly. Um, the likes doesn't really matter. And I think some people kind of focus on that. Yeah. And to be yeah. to be honest with you, how hard, I mean, it's really hard not to. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. To look, it's, it's to look at been that, trained. about yeah. the numbers, you know, like, oh, you know, the numbers. But yeah. you know, you know, your your true loyal listeners or followers are there. You know, that really that matters. Like I always thank my listeners each each time that I'm on the radio. I thank them because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a network that I have today. And I yeah. th- and, and and I want to thank my listeners. Thank you <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. 
But we yeah. could have a, you know, we could have a community with 300 people in it and have a business that works. We've been, mm-hmm. I think, kind of the old paradigm, patriarchal, you know, you've got to have 10,000, 100,000 to have an impact. Although mm-hmm. at certain points that might be true, or if you're, but for, for a lot of people, particularly those that are running small businesses, if you've got 300 people or 500 people or 100 people that are really engaged in what you're doing and then they're buying from you, whether that's a service or a product, that's a business. But we're so busy chasing the numbers, the bigger numbers, we don't then focus on the people that are actually there. And then we're not building those relationships with the people that are actually there. We're kind of overlooking the people that are there in order to try and grow it with other people. So what I say is like, why don't we take a, like a breath and, 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 and look and focus on who's there. Are we actually engaging and talking to the people that are there that, that want to engage with us or are we overlooking them trying to, to find new people all the time? Yeah. And I'm glad that you, you brought that up because um, that's what we're kind of like somewhat like trained to do is trying to get the numbers and, um, and not focusing on an actual, the, you know, the, the clients itself that are actually following yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so this is where yeah. and community and, and from an algorithm perspective, the way that the networks are changing because, you know, they're being called out on our addictive tendencies and actually that it's bad for mental health. And I don't know if you've seen me share about this and I know this is going out at the end of the month, but there's a national um, uh, an international campaign called Scroll Free September at the moment that's um, about as you know not just scrolling mindlessly and and Facebook are trying to uh, change they're starting to put in um, statistics so we can see how much we're online but they're also changing the algorithm to be based much more on getting the posts that matter to the people that they matter most to. And so who are the people that matter most? They're the ones that are engaging. So what's going to happen over time, they predict, is that content, as as our relationship with social media changes, which it needs to, because we are all a little bit, you know, apparently we're checking our phones up to, um, I think it's like 150 times a day or something ridiculous. Um, well, so they're saying, yeah, <laughs> it is a lot. Um, so I think, I, I think over these next few years, social media and our relationship to it is going to change. And like I say, the algorithms are changing with it. And it, and what they've seen is that our passive consumption of content is bad for our mental health, and active engagement is good for our mental health. And so they're they're changing the algorithms. To, um, so that over time we'll see less from publishers and more from people that we actually know. And they're doing a lot more focus on groups on Facebook. And as you can see with, with Instagram, like the relationship with Instagram stories over the Instagram feed is changing because it's a lot more real and it's a lot more realistic and it's a lot more uh, about personal relationships. So it's yeah focus on the people that are there and build relationships with the people that are there build community around what you're doing and that's going to have a much longer term um i'd say positive impact on anything that you're trying to do through social media than than just chasing the likes and the follows yeah because since the algorithm a lot of small businesses have contacted me many of them saying that this has impacted their small business tremendously and they've lost, um, you know, people are not be able to see their posts because of it. So my, uh, my question to you is as a small business entrepreneur, what can small businesses do with the algorithm and how can, cause I know it, ha- I know that, it has to be more like a one-on-one interaction. I'm feeling that from Facebook, that's what they want. And I've yeah. noticed that um, a lot of they're changing so much things that is causing 
glitches on Facebook because it's been happening to me where my group is not linking to my fan page. And so it's causing a lot of glitches. But my question is, what, what can small business entrepreneurs do with this new algorithm? So it's, it's getting to understand what the algorithm is and does and um, understanding from that, 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 that there's this phrase that Facebook use in their press room to describe the algorithm. And that is that it is personal, subjective and unique. So what that means is nobody else is having the same experience of social media as each other. It's personal, subjective and unique. So following these methods that a lot of like so-called experts say when they go here, follow my five-step plan, it, it's personal, subjective, and unique. Like it, that's not going to work. So you have to find out how the algorithm works for you and for your audience, for you specifically. So the way that I recommend is to do lots of testing, make content see how it works. I would say a page, pages just aren't, aren't getting as good reach anymore unless you've already got an audience in the tens to hundreds of thousands. So if you're starting out, I would be thinking about having, or, or if you're a small business and you're kind of struggling with, with social media, I'd be looking at using a Facebook group. You're breaking up with how you said. Oh. You broke, you broke up, honey. We didn't hear what you said about um, a Facebook group, uh, or did you say a fan page is not worth having? Yeah, the face the fan pages aren't as good as um, a Facebook group at this point because Facebook really wants to create community and engagement. And so, like I said, published published content from publishers or brands as they're perceived. What we want to do is how do we get the posts that matter most to the people that they matter most to. And that's looking to who you know. How do you create content for the people that are in your like immediate sphere and just outside of that sphere? How can you create engagement with the people that matter most um, to your small business? So really focusing on that is the best way to get the algorithm to work for you. And I'm I'm thinking that's probably why my my fan page is not linking to my group because they're probably trying to get rid of that. Maybe I mean they do they do link through to but there are glitches they're constantly testing and changing things in the background and it might be that what they do is they select a random fifty thousand accounts and something will work for will not work for that fifty thousand while they test whether that feature is worth having or not. So this is what I mean. Everything is personal, subjective, and unique. No one's having the same experience of social media as another person. Well, I guess I'm the guinea pig because because <laughs> they've been <laughs> they've been they've been messing with my account so many times, and yeah. I know that my hosts, some of my hosts, know that. I know Sue and Diane and Susie and, and on Sunday have been listening to me ranting about Facebook and how they're <laughs> how they're just messing with our fan page and stuff. So, um, yeah. But there was a time where we we used to uh, broadcast our Facebook Facebook Live and Blog Talk together. So while we're live uh, on Blog Talk Radio, I was able to post on Facebook, but they don't like the continuous video that was playing. So I was trying to think uh, of a, a way to. Uh, a way to uh, do the show because some of the girls that's the whole reason they have radio because they don't want to be on camera that's the comfortable way Um, Sue Broom I know she loves being on camera and she she loves doing the Facebook live while she does blog top and it's been very popular but um, I just got to figure out a way Um, I have to do like a video where it doesn't show continuously random so I might figure out that way and how to do that so but um, again the algorithm Facebook live because when you're live you've got much more opportunity for people to engage with the post so people will leave comments and likes and heart stuff while you're talking so that what it triggers in the algorithm is to say oh gosh people really like this post because you've got to think it's like the algorithm is just it's learning from us it's learning what we like um, on an individual basis 
But what it does is if when lots of people all like and comment on something at the same time, the algorithm goes, oh, wow, lots of people like this. So we'll show this to even more timelines. So Facebook, Facebook Live works really well from that perspective to get higher reach through higher engagement. Did you hear that, Diane, if you're listening? <laughs> she's our Tuesday host, and she's just starting out her Facebook Live on her in her group. And yeah. uh, so I've been trying to push her to do the radio show uh, live as well. So trying to push her yeah. on doing that. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't like to be on camera either. That's why I, I, I do radio. But where I'm yeah. at, I don't, I'm not in a situation right now to be on cam. But once I move... Uh, sometime in November, um, yeah. then I'll be able to probably do more video. But right now, it's, I have too much stuff going on where I'm at. Yeah. So that, that's one reason, another reason why I don't do the show very often. Yeah, fair <laughs> so, enough. It, it, creating yeah. content takes a lot of time and energy. And this is it the thing does. where we're creating and putting stuff out for free. Yeah, it does take time and energy to create these things. Really and I does. think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. People wow, we that, are, <laughs> Yeah. We are half end of the show and we're just going to announce of our upcoming shows that be coming. Um, you can listen to International Angels Network every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturdays, where we explore on everything metaphysical, spiritual, and mystical. And so much more. And we also take your calls for many readings, angel messages live on air every Sunday and every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific as my Sunday shows. And I usually have them once a month. And we have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows from 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we have a Thursday show, which is Beth Wright, um, her podcast. Uh, Spirit Works. Her show is at 8 p.m. and that's a podcast uh, every week. And also we have shows on Saturdays. Uh, oh, our UK show, which is 7 p.m. UK time and 2 p.m. Eastern. And then we have another show at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can connect uh, with me at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash shishi, excuse me, forward slash Claudia. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not thinking today. It's internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash Claudia. And so our number to call in our show, make sure you write it down. Since this is a podcast, you can't call in the show today, but make sure you write this number down and it's good for all of our shows. The number is 516 516- Four five three nine one six two. If you're calling the states, it's area code five one six four five three nine one six two. And if you're calling outside the states internationally, the number is plus one five one six four five three nine one six two. And also, where we're live on air, you can you'll see an Skype icon on the Blog Talk Radio website, and that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash International Angels Network. On the show episode, you will see a live icon there. You just click on there, and you'll see a Skype icon on the show. And you just have to click on there, and we'll do, go directly to our show if you're calling anywhere around the world, even the United States. So we are available on the archives, and uh, you can listen to us. We're on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, we're also on My Tuna Radio TuneIn, which you can listen to us on Alexa, on your smart televisions. We're on Apple Watch. We're also on Google Audio and Apple Audio Car Audio, where you can listen to us. And we're available mostly everywhere. <laughs> so many to to show there. So also, I would just want to mention as well that our network is sponsored by Audible by Amazon, and you can get your free audiobook today. To redeem your free audiobook, you can visit audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash international angels with an S. And if you, and uh, you can get your copy today. 
And uh, you can try Audible for free for one month and receive a free audiobook for just subscribing. And this helps us support our network, our online radio network, and which we really appreciate. You can also cancel at any time and keep your first free audiobook free of charge. All you have to do is to redeem your free book is go to audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. All right. So those are the announcements. Cool. I'd like to bring Katie back. Hopefully we can get your book in Audible. You thought about putting your uh, book in yes. Audible? I was about to say it's going to be out on the next new moon, which I believe is the 9th, 10th of September. My publishers, I've recorded it. We're just getting it all uploaded and ready, which I believe happened this last week. So if you hang on a week, you'd be able to redeem your audio book against my book. Awesome. So you can actually get a copy of her book on Audible. This is something that I didn't know. So that's awesome. So all the listeners that you're listening, you can get her copy of her Audible book for free. And uh, the name of your book is uh, Social Media for a New Age. And it's available in the United States. The Kindle price, if you're interested in buying the book, is $9.99. And the paperback is $14.60 U.S. And you have it available in the U.K. as well. That's right. That's where where you're from, so. Yeah. (laughs) I would imagine. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Available everywhere. It's available everywhere. Get your copy or get your free copy today. Yeah, with Audible. So, yeah. Awesome. So, okay. So, um, we were talking about impact. You were talking about impacting. And uh, do you remember the first story you ever read? And uh, and did it, how did it have impact on you? Oh, I don't remember the first ever. But I always loved magical stories. So in England, I don't know if you had her in America, but there was an author called Enid Blyton. And she wrote this book called The Magic Faraway Tree. And it was all about like a magic wood and magic characters that would live in the tree. And for me, that was like, that was my world. I loved magical books. And and that just carried with me, I think, right throughout my childhood into my teens. There was a series of books called the Red Wall Trilogy. And I think they ended up being about 15 books, which is about a, an old abbey and um, these mice that live in the abbey. And I've just always been fascinated by those kinds of stories. Yeah, and that's, that's just awesome because... <laughs> I always like those magical stories. Like I, I, I like. Well, I love the Harry Potter series. I'm just a yeah, big fan of Harry too. Potter. Um, the the it's just fun, you know, and just you know, kind of like getting your own little fantasy type of world. And um, so yeah, that's that's awesome. So <laughs> um, so what what do you uh, what are your current projects and where are you working on now? Um, Current projects at the moment, so what I want to do with the book is I'm going to turn it, I think, into some, like, wisdom cards. So when I was, um, when the book came out last month, I made a lot of postcards up with the poems from the book. And also throughout the book, I've got some little social media angel nudges, which are, like, some quotes that stand out. And I I made them into postcards and I was putting them in in books that I was sending out. But then I had them all laid out on my desk one day and I started to use them for when interviews were coming in or people wanting me to write articles or even just working on client projects. I started to like pull these cards. So I put a couple of posts out on social media sharing the cards and said, "What, what do you guys think? Do you think I should make these? And everyone seems to say, yes, like do it. Like we'd love, we'd really love these. So that's a creative project that I, I want to develop. Um, I'm also, I have uh, retained clients that I work with ongoing and I'm working on some really cool projects with them. There's a lady called Karen Rumi who I work for and she wrote a book called The Angel's Metamorphosis and another one called The Voice of the Angel. And we just created a, a, a wisdom card app 
called um, the goddess is speaking. She has a, a strong relationship with the goddess energy. And we were working on her blogs and she was sending me through um, like channeled writings. And I was turning those into blog posts and Instagram posts. And they're so full of such amazing wisdom. I was just like, yeah, we, we could make this into something more. So we decided to turn this into the app. So that app's going to be out um, this next month. The goddess is speaking and we want to turn those into physical cards as well. So it's really cool, like working with digital content and starting to turn it into physical content as well. And then I have my ongoing work with Diana Cooper, which is just such a dream to be able to work with her because she is fully on board with not just about social media being about marketing but also about service work and she speaks with Metatron and um, he, he sends information through to her and we've been doing a lot of work around service work through Metatron which I'm, I'm really excited about. That's amazing that you talk about that because Metatron has a big impact on our network. And so maybe this is kind of like Metatron pushing. (laughs) Yeah. Doing his his work. I didn't think about that until you kind of said something about that. Because I I was thinking to myself, you know, um, when I I was saying before, like, why does Katie want to be on my network? She has so many networks that she could choose from. Why she chose this network and I'm thinking maybe Archangel Metatron had a doing in that what do you think about yeah that? yeah maybe yeah he is yeah he is. I know I'm also thinking about I wonder if it would be good to get Diana on the show as well oh but we for me the reason that. I chose I chose to come on it, it again it's connected community we're connected on social media I, I, I want to I want us all to support each other that's what this is about it isn't about this network or that network it's like who am I mm-hmm. connected to and and how can we support each other and talking about connect I connect with you on uh on on your Facebook group now yes. is your Facebook group open to everyone that can join yes yes absolutely awesome. yes yes awesome so I'm going to give out the link um it's cool. facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social media for a new age and I'll put that in the um, um, in the description here for the blog talk, so people can go on there. And also, um, how can people connect with you? Yeah, I mean, the Facebook group is a great place, and then also my Instagram account. So I'm most active on Instagram. So so to come find me on there and come say hi, send me a message, and yeah, I'm on there. Awesome. Um, now, what is your link to your Instagram? It, uh, it's slightly complicated. It's KTK dot, which is K-D-O-T underscore social media angel. But if you search social media angel, I should pop up at the top or KT social media angel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For those who are on Instagram, which I love Instagram because I think Me I've too. gotten a lot more of my fall, new followers from there, from them. Yeah, it's my, it's, it's my favorite platform. I love the functionality that you have with the Facebook group, but, but in terms of enjoyment, uh, Instagram Instagram's my jam right now. Yeah, because um, a lot of people don't understand Instagram, and I'm trying, um, going to, um, you know, the in the membership that I'm going to be having is teach how to use Twitter, Instagram, because all those social media platforms are really important because not everyone uses Instagram. And I know um, some of my hosts are kind of intimidated with Instagram and don't use it because they don't know how they don't know how it works. They're so used to using Facebook so much as well, you know, there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a real big audience on Instagram and, and now there's, it's kind of platforms within platforms. So you've got the Instagram feed, you've got Instagram stories and you've got Instagram TV. So yeah. um, what I've noticed personally is my Instagram stories, viewer numbers have doubled, I would say in the last couple of months. I mean, some of that would be around my profile around the book, but also I just think people are using Instagram stories more 
So it's getting a lot more engagement. And there's just a ton of functionality. You can run polls, you can use GIFs. Like it's very fun. There's loads of face filters and fun filters that you can use. It, like Instagram stories is a fun space to hang out and create, which I, yeah. I believe has then energy. That's that energy of fun and enjoyment is, is attached to it. But also the fear that we have around putting something on the on the internet and it being there forever with Instagram stories it's gone after 24 hours so yeah it, it kind of lessens nice people's too. visibility vulnerability as well yeah yeah and all nice thing that they have is where you can save it the video you record on story ask you if you want to save it you can save it where you yes. can use it probably another time um yes. so I really like Instagram because it's more positive than what it is with Facebook. Facebook, I have to do a lot of like blocking. Um, yeah. but a lot of people like to post like animal abuse and all that stuff. And I'm, yeah. as an empath, I'm very affected to stuff like that and it really affects yeah. me. I, I think about it like throughout the day too much as, as an yeah. empath, you tend to hold that stuff in a lot. So to me, yeah. Facebook is, can be traumatizing for someone who's an empath. So I really recommend yeah. Instagram for someone who's, you know, people who are more sensitive. That's I my agree. personal opinion. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's also learning to curate your feed. I think, you know, Facebook's been around a lot longer and we've got friends that we were connected to from when we were at school, from when, and I know I get a little bit more shy around sharing about my work and being very open about my spiritual path. better now than I used to be but on Instagram I've got very much a community around me that I know are like-minded so I have no Mm -hmm. fear around sharing anything and I'm very active about how I curate what who I follow so I will only follow positive inspiring and uplifting people or people that I want to learn from so that I don't have that bombardment because I'm I'm a highly sensitive person as well and I yeah. can get very affected by what I see in a news feed. Um, so I feel like I have a bit more control over that with Instagram as well. Awesome. Awesome. So um, can you recommend to our listeners something that could impact their social media, like maybe a certain post or like an idea or some something that would kind of help them um, – because I know that you have to be genuine and some people can't think yeah. of like on top of the head what what they can start with with like Instagram or Facebook when they first start out. What would you recommend for someone that is starting out what they should post or what they should do? Because a lot of people post cards and yeah. that's fine. And to me, that's fine and dandy. You can post a card of the day. But to me, it's like I feel like people do that already. Like post yeah. something that's something like someone doesn't know about you, you kind of got to be raw and you kind of got to open yourself and say, Hey, this is who I am. And yeah. why, what is, why do you feel like your clients want to pick you because mm-hmm. everyone else does card reading. So why should I pick <laughs> you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's thinking about what, what are the, one of the things I talk to my clients about is what's coming up every week or every day what are the questions that people are always asking you like what's your special source so to speak so that it's not generic and it's not like don't look at what everybody else is doing what what's in your heart and what is it that you want to share and it could be that that's actually a poem or it might be that it's a painting or it might be something a doodle or it might be a piece of writing. So some of my clients, in order to get that really authentic like voice to their, to their work, is they do morning pages. I don't know if you're aware of morning pages. It's like a practice of getting up and, and just freestyle writing for four minutes every morning. And so it's like, and then taking extracts from that and then using that in your posts or just sitting and, and having um, ideas around what it is that's your unique passion, that's your unique mission. And then then what I do is I say that we create what I call a framework to flow within. So you pick pick like two or three things that you're gonna do every week. 
And it doesn't mean posting every day. It doesn't mean posting five times a day, but it's about having a bit of a framework. And it might be that, okay, so I'm going to commit to do one video every two weeks. And I'm going to commit to doing one longer written post once a week. And actually, that's the thing that people then get to know you through, that they then engage with. You know, it, the problem is, is that we, we're, we're thinking we've got to post every day. So then we post stuff that doesn't really matter. And if the, if the algorithm is post on getting the posts that matter most to the people that they matter most to, and remembering that, actually, it's the quality and, and not the quantity. So how can you create something of quality that really... Is, is, is something that you want to share with people. You're not just doing it just for the sake of it. And that would be my tip. That's an awesome tip because that's what a lot of people think that you have to post every single day. No. And no, uh, for something. And uh, I'm glad that I, you I always, that. I always say, with, like, you have a friend. If they knocked on your door every day asking for a cup of tea and a chat, you love that friend, but after a while, you'd be like, dude, like, give me, a, give me some space. And like for social media, we're that friend showing up wanting a cup of tea every day. Read my post, watch my video, read my blog, do this, sign up to my email list. Like we've, we've got social media fatigue. So actually be the friend that you're like, oh my God, I really yeah. want to hang out with you today. Where have you been? Like, there's a couple of people I follow. There's a lady who has a, a really cool YouTube channel, Twin Astrology. And normally she posts like every couple of weeks. And, um, but she's like, she's, she's like, she's got stuff going on at the moment. So she's not posted for, and I'm like, where are you? <laughs> and, you know, I'd rather be that person than that. Like, oh gosh, there's that person again, posting too many times. So many times I've not got time to keep up with all those posts. So wow. yeah, less, less is more. <laughs> That's an awesome take. And thank you so much, Katie. Again, uh, your website is uh, Katie, Katie Brockhurst. Is that how you pronounce Brock, your last yes. name? I'm sorry. Katie Brockhurst. Yes, B-R-O-C-K-H-U-R-S-T. <laughs> awesome. Dot com. Awesome. Yes. So we only have a little bit of time. And I did want to mention to everybody that is listening, we're launching our membership for our spiritual entrepreneurs. Um, International Angel Network is offering an online support coaching and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide and not just for angel practitioners. So you no longer have to go it alone. So whether if you just now taking some some of our we have some certified courses and just starting your business or have been practicing for years, we can here help you build your business. Uh, we will be giving you a welcome package, and there's going to be free monthly giveaways. You also have your own web page and uh, sponsorship discounts and so much more. And I'll list the link there on the description so you can learn more about our membership. And uh, we're going to have a, a fall promo. Uh, your three months is $39.99. So basically, you're saving $60, and the monthly fee is $20 a month. So. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. The time has gone by so quickly. I can't believe it. <laughs> I don't even have time to, to mention about the membership, but I'll be talking more about it uh, on the next episode. So if anyone's interested, but uh, that's a little bit about that. And uh, for our sprinters, and you don't have to do card readings. You can do artwork, that type of thing. You just want to put yourself out there. Um, I'd be more than welcome to help everyone so thank you katie so much and uh i can't wait to have you back on again um, and talk yeah. about your if another book you have in your oracle deck i can't wait to have you back on thank again you. thank awesome. you thank you so much and for having me thank you and also um diane cooper i would love to um have her on the show and i know cool. a lot of our listeners love to listen to her and and uh, I know Diane Morgan and Susie Perrette are big fans of her. And cool. uh, I love her work, of course, because she works with our team in Metatron. Who could not? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll speak so. to her about it and see if I can arrange that for you. Oh, talk about <laughs> manifestation. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast, and thank you so much. We are so thankful, grateful that you have listened to us. 
And thank you, Katie, for being our show. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone, and thank you for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye.